0: Now, um, just ask if the the gallery can be ready to put up the themes that we've been praying. And I'm going to focus just briefly today. Already time has uh, very largely gone and my focus was much more on prayer than bringing you uh, a a fully uh, developed message, but still a few things to say. So the first hour, first 24 hours, we were looking at the theme of drawing closer to God. And that has, was very, very, really a good thing. Have you, got, have you got the slide with the scripture? I think, yeah, I think you have. Let me just get out of the way just in case I'm in the way. And uh, Psalm 42 verses 1 to 4 was, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. No, it's not. That's the same mistake as before. Psalm 30, 40, 42, verse 1. And I just read it out. That's Psalm 46, but we had that, we had that mistake as well before. But anyway, never mind. It is, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My soul pants. My soul thirsts for the living God. And then the next uh, passage was Acts 26, wherefore, verse 19, Wherefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. We'll pick up on that maybe later, later today, but this was lining ourselves with the work that Jesus has called us to do. So the first emphasis, first 24 hours, was waiting before him, uh, intimacy with him, drawing near to him. And then out of that arises a vision and and, uh, obedience to the vision. And then uh, last was Isaiah 60 verse 18 which was about praying for the lost. And that's where we are in our prayer schedule now. So anybody who is in the prayer room, this is what we are praying through. Violence shall no more be heard in your land, devastation or destruction within your borders, but you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. And so this is talking about the fact that as we build up the walls of salvation through intercession, through the, the, the parameters and structures of our ministry, especially the cell ministry, this will be a place in which God's presence will be felt to the point that people outside the walls will not have any inclination necessarily to follow Christ. But because of the influence of the Spirit through this ministry and other believers, when they come within the walls and begin to come under the sound of the gospel in this ministry and other ministries, they will be ready to surrender their lives for Christ. On this side of the wall, no way not interested. This side of the wall, God, what is going on? You are real. This is a miracle. Now, what I want to do is to finish off... Uh, Uh, a few moments that we have in our 11 o'clock service this morning with looking at Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Let me, you'll recognize it immediately if you haven't already. Uh, This is Jesus at the home of Mary and Martha. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. You know, one of the precious things that we can do is open our home to Jesus. And that is by his Spirit. Say, Jesus, this house is your house. Mi casa es su casa, Señor Jesus. My house is your house. And and having a cell group in your house is a great blessing. You say, well, my house is so small. All right. Well, maybe you get it filled with with believers and God say, hey, you need a bigger house now. But anyway, uh, it's so important that we make our home, our heart, a welcoming place for Jesus. Verse 39. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Maybe a little more modern would be, Lord, don't you care that my husband has left me to do all the washing up? Why don't you get him in the kitchen? All right, verse 41. And here's the spiritual lesson. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Lord, speak to us from your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I don't know if you are one of the people, and there are many, who read this and think, do you know what? Poor Martha, she's had a raw deal here. Don't forget it was Martha who opened the door to Jesus. So this lady is not a bad lady, all right? She's not a bad lady at all. We know that but the sisters Mary and Martha were friends of Jesus right up to the end, Mary and Martha feature in John chapter 11, the resurrection of Lazarus. but so Mary was not a bad woman. she, she probably was one of the practical types.'t don't, don't, So it wasn't Mary that opened the door. It was Martha. So she was a woman given to hospitality. She was there ready to recognize that Jesus needed, A place to stay that Jesus needed a meal that 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 Jesus was passing by and and she opened the door so she's she's not a bad lady so where where did she go wrong what she did was right somebody had to prepare the food so hospitality was her thing and that was her ministry However, she forgot what it was all about, what the hospitality was about. Maybe she's wondering, oh, Jesus is coming. What am I going to do? This nothing in the refrigerator. And so she rushes around. And, and, and somehow in that, because of her practical way of thinking, and very, very good too, that she became distracted from the real point of everything. Why was Jesus coming? The food was secondary. The fellowship was everything. And Mary was open to this. Maybe she represents somebody who is far more contemplative, not so practical, very spiritually minded, and, uh, you know, you, you you really want to shake her a little bit and say, come on, Mary, snap out of it. There's work to be done. But Jesus commended her and says, she's chosen the, 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 the better part. Why? Because Martha was distracted. Yes, these preparations had to be made. But there was another plan. There was another way. Of both things happening so that they didn't miss the purpose of that visit was not a meal it was the message of Jesus it was relationship with Jesus now why do I mention this story briefly to you because the story is true the story is clear our devotion for Christ comes before our service for Christ. Right? That's the clear message. Our devotion for Christ comes before our service for Christ. Now, at a particular point, I love the messages that are are preached on this. Until this point... And a false conclusion, a false dichotomy is drawn between Mary and Martha. They are sisters and they belong together. Worship and work are sisters. They belong together. Amen. Waiting on God and serving God are sisters. They belong together. You just got to get the order right and the priority right. So why does worship, waiting on the presence of Jesus, why does that supersede serving him and being distracted by things that we think he wants us to do. Jesus wasn't bothered about what was happening in the kitchen. I'm pretty sure, I don't know, maybe I'm making all kinds of cultural mistakes here, but I reckon that the plan of God was, let's sit down, let's have fellowship, let's put the spiritual first, let's talk about the things of God, let's share together, and out of that, out of that, then, then we can all get together. Then we can all—I don't know—is it wrong would a, a self-respecting Jewish man like Jesus say, "Let me help in the kitchen"? Try that in Africa. In some places, it's so uh, you don't—you you won't get it. I mean, I was in a mud hut in Africa, and one of my uh, friends decided that they were going to ask to help with the washing up. You just see in the lady when she said, "Washing up," this is Kenya. Washing up. Well, you—no, you get out of here, boy. This is no place for you. Get out, boy. We do—we do the washing up. But in England. In England, you'll be clipped around the ear by the mama of the house unless you help out, okay? All right. So, so yeah, there was a way in, of doing this. But but here's the false dichotomy that people say uh, they'll, they'll come to a church like Kensington Temple and see that we have a vision, that everybody in the house is a worker. We expect you to wake up early, seek God. We expect you to prepare yourself, I-B-I-O-L, or or the cell leaders' training. We expect you to talk about Jesus every day of your life. We expect you to serve in an area of the church. We expect you to work for Jesus out in the marketplace. And people come along and they're uncomfortable and say, oh, this is a Martha church. They're distracted. When is evangelism distraction? Distraction. When is building up your brothers and sisters Distraction. No, no, no. The the, the key message here is let your service flow out of your relationship with Jesus. That's the point. And I'd also go so far as to say, not so much from this passage, but other passage, is that you are truly waiting on the Lord. You will share his heart. And before you know where you are, his passion will become your passion. And what is the passion of Jesus? Souls. That's what it's all about. Isaiah 53, he he, he shall look upon the travail of his soul and be satisfied. What was the travail of his soul? His death on the cross, his agony on the cross, his crucifixion and resurrection. Why? To prove himself in some way? No, it was to pay the price for the ransom of sinners so that God would have a very big family. I tell you what, you spend five minutes with Jesus in the living room Rather than five minutes with Martha in the kitchen and you will discover that the heart for Jesus beats for the lost. And you won't stay there and say, oh, more, 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 Lord, I need to be fed more. You, what you will do is learn the balance, the rhythm of coming into the presence of God, waiting in the presence of God, worshipping in the presence of God, allowing God to fill you, allowing God to restore you, allowing God to strengthen you, allowing God to re- renew your mind allowing the Holy Spirit to take all of that hurt and brokenness and barrenness out of your life and there in his holy presence you will catch a vision of the vision of Christ and you will rise up with Jesus and you will follow him into the world to bring the lost back to Christ that's amen give him praise and this will link with something I may say A little later on today in one of the other services, but in Acts chapter twenty-six verse nineteen, we looked at this yesterday in the in the prayer room. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. The heavenly vision. What is he talking about? He's giving his testimony. As to why this man was going in one direction, and on the road to Damascus, he had a heavenly vision. He saw the living Christ. Who are you, Lord? And in that moment, when he saw Christ, he received a vision, not just of Jesus, but a vision for what Jesus wanted him to do with the rest of his life. We are called to serve. And so uh, uh, Paul says, look, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. The vision came with a command. And for all of us, our vision of Christ carries a command. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to whole creation. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Preach the gospel. Go and make disciples of all nations. That is is what comes with the vision of Jesus. When you see Jesus, you hear his call upon your life. And as we come back uh, fully after lockdown, we are coming back to a church that is renewed, that is rededicated, recommitted, not a church that is just going to preach nice things to tickle the ears of the saints and nice kind of passive sort of messages. We are going to preach up a storm. We're going to raise up a new generation of disciples who are passionate for the person of Christ and passionate also for the purpose of Christ In their lives. So let's go back to the kitchen. Martha, bless her, she started out, but she got distracted. And what she was doing for Jesus had replaced Jesus himself. You get me? In other words, doing something for Jesus had become more important than being with Jesus. And the thing should be reversed. We should be like Martha. We should be like Mary, first of all, who is in the presence of Jesus, who knows and spending time, but from there, rise up from that place of of fellowship and intimacy to walk in that spirit of intimacy to reach the loss for Christ, to do something, to change our world, to speak a word for Jesus, to be a tool in, in our master's hands. And so worship leads to work and ministry and sharing the love of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these few words which bring us right now into the focus of where we are as we come to the end of these 72 hours of prayer. And we ask that the prayer will continue, that the same spirit of prayer and supplication will continue and will indeed, in fact, multiply And that it might be a day when it's no longer unusual for us to spend 72 hours in a prayer chain of prayer and fasting, that this would be part and parcel of who we are and what we do. But in the meantime, Father, we pray, pour out your spirit on all the Marys and all the Marthas of the house. Father, we thank you for the Marys who sit at the feet of Jesus and we want to learn from them. But we thank you for the Marthas, Lord who are prepared to be practical and do for Jesus, but we don't want to make the same mistake, to be so distracted by our doing that we forget the reason for it all, and his name is Jesus. Amen.